but he was so into his herbs and and cooking everything from scratch. Like I got a lot of my cooking skills from him mm-hmm. because he constantly had us in the kitchen as, as children, me and my younger sister. And my grandfather had a farm. So being back home, he would show us like how to plant certain vegetables. Star Radio. Hey, what up? It's your girl, Sasha Diamond. Thank you so much for tuning into this new episode. This episode today is called Vegan Living and Becoming the Lifestyle. Today, this episode is great for me to be able to speak to a fellow vegan. And I chop it up with my girl, Tasha, who is a vegan chef. And she makes some delectable treats as well as some meals. Um, She does meal prep and things like that. And she's going to share her journey with us. So you guys just rock out with us and, you know, let's get it. Hi, my name is Tasha and I am the owner of Asat VIP and I am in Toronto. Okay, so where did Asat VIP uh, originate? How did you come up with that? I love cooking. I love cooking and basically introducing people to veganism um but at the same time because my mother refuses to cook me any type of vegan dishes she'll just cook me fish mm-hmm. <laughs> so every now and then i have to eat fish because she won't cook anything outside of that it's like it doesn't translate she'd be like yeah come over yes yeah <laughs> that's it so um that's why I say I'm technically pescatarian, but I don't cook fish myself. I don't cook it in my home. I literally eat it if I have to, which is at my mother's. So okay. um, besides that, I like to cook for people and introduce them to vegan dishes that, hey, they can taste healthy. It's not rabbit food. You do have options. Well, we'll definitely get into that. But uh, <laughs> as as the listeners know, this episode is called Vegan Living and Becoming the Lifestyle. And, you know, being a vegan, it's not something that's super easy to just dive right into. And there's an understanding that needs to be there once you have decided to, you know, create this lifestyle for yourself. So what I want to, to get uh, as a definition from you, uh, for the listeners, what is the difference to you of being vegan and pescatarian? Well, pescatarian, you're strictly, like, you eat fish. And then vegan, you cut out all animal products, but including what you wear. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't participate in wearing leather or any animal clothing or animal products at all. So that there's a, there's a huge difference. Because if someone says, oh, I'm vegan, but then they have a leather belt on, it's like, you can't say you're vegan. Yeah. Because you're wearing leather. So just in terms of technical terms, there's people will, that will attack you for, for that. Oh, abso- absolutely. I've been a part of that a couple of times. That yeah. was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so what, how can you explain to me what your, your vegan journey has been like? When, how long have you been vegan? And when did you decide to you know, take on that lifestyle? Literally, I did it for health reasons. Um, it started when I was 15. I haven't been vegan since I was 15. I, I started getting sick and the doctors couldn't figure out what I was, what was happening. I was missing school. So I went to my biology teacher and she's like, oh, take, um, what do you call like those vitamins for old people? Right. So she thought I was just really low in nutrition since my doctors couldn't find out what was going on. So I was like, okay, let me take those. And then I started getting really bad reactions and getting, getting more sick. 
So I went through years of going back and forth to the doctors, them testing me for stuff and nothing. And I literally said, you know what? Let me just cut out meat and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did mostly eating salads and just, you know, for just your standard fruits and vegetables. And um, going into college, that was a huge issue for me because my mom was just like, what do you mean you don't want chicken? <laughs> Mommy, I'm, I'm not feeling well. This is affecting me. She's like, oh, all meat, fair fecule. A meat. <laughs> it, just, it just wasn't translating. My whole family, my siblings, my everybody. They, they don't hear anything else, but you're not eating my food. That's all they hear. That is all they hear. So going into college, uh, my boyfriend at the time too, he was a huge meat eater like steak. So I would eat out with him and I was still getting sick to the point where it got to the point where I started going to the hospital every time I'd eat meat. So I was like, okay, let me just stop this all together. Like completely cut it out. Don't even dip and dabble. Don't practice. Don't nothing. And that's why I started my journey because I was, my, my body basically what they found out is that I can't process the hormones in meat. Gotcha. So okay. I, I was forced. I was, my, my body said, no, you don't put that in me. I won't function well. And I had to listen to my body or I would, I would be probably dead by now. See, that's where, that's where I am now with it. Um, my body completely rejects anything remotely, even if I tried to go back <laughs> to wanting to eat meat or fish. It's just not going to happen for me. But essentially, for the same reason, I, I not necessarily did I have a health uh, scare or anything like that. I just wanted to prevent it. Uh, diabetes mm-hmm. runs high in my family. And I really just, if I yeah. can move in the preventative behavior, I wanted to be all for it. And, you know, being a, a part of the Black culture, diabetes runs high in our culture. And, I just, and if it's hereditary, it's even worse. So I just wanted to see how I can reverse or what I can do for myself to be able to reverse anything that might happen to me. So I decided to become vegan three and a half years ago. And I think that it, it just became something where I, I've never been a really big meat eater anyway. Like I think, I think what the hard part for me was, cause my diet was horrific. It was horrible. I was eating fast food way too much um fried foods way too much and it it was just getting out of hand the weight gain went up and down it wasn't like a crazy amount of weight gain but it was still up and down way too much and especially after i had my daughter it it just fluctuated here and there but when i was younger eating so bad i was very athletic and constantly active so i didn't even notice my bad eating habits um but meat wasn't a large large part like red meat like eating beef and stuff like that. I wasn't eating until my adulthood. Like, really? Yeah. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like considering, like I, I hated oxtail. I'm sorry, guys, don't yell at me. Oh, but I, hated, I hated oxtail with bones, stuff. things with like too much bone drove me crazy. My mom really? hated cooking for me. I used to, I used to be the one in the pot grabbing up the spinners, Tasha, grabbing up the spinners and the gravy and went about my business. And then I'd hear my sister knocking at my door a half an hour later, ready to beat me up because I ate all the spinners. Like it was a, it was a problem. <laughs> you never like to soak pan oxtail. No, no, nothing, nothing, none of that. No, I never eat the chicken down to the bone. My sister used to take take the chicken from me, 
and and eat it or just yell at me for not eating it my daughter growing or just raising my daughter she used to take my chicken from me and eat it like it, it's a problem it, it was definitely an issue so everybody is just a pick pick for your plate oh, yeah, for terrible you. terrible so meat was never for me i think um and i just came to terms with it um after being shown i i had a, a friend a, a while ago that um, she was vegan and she showed me just the concepts and things to consider and the honest truth that it is no animal products, no animal products. And mm-hmm. I think there's a larger cliche to understand that animal, no animal products means no dairy. That's the hardest part. That's the it hardest is. part. And a lot um, of people. people don't understand <laughs> why I would give up cheese. Why would we give up like <laughs> they're like oh. you couldn't yeah. just keep the cheese? <laughs> yeah, the cheese you should have just kept the cheese and like, but that would you know defeat the whole purpose. But it would because it's it, still an animal product, right? It is. It is. You're still getting milk from a cow and you ferment it, and it's it's an animal product. Yeah. And honestly, a lot of vegans that I know, they will secretly eat cheese because mm-hmm. it's like it's, they just can't get it out of their system. They love it too much. Or people who want to be vegan, that's mm-hmm. their number one thing is they can't give up cheese. They're like, you know, I can cut back on the meat. So that's do, you, a do you ever suggest to them that they're just vegetarian? Just be a vegetarian. And oh, yeah. That can work as well. Yeah, I think. See, this is the thing. Like, I, I try now that I'm, I've gotten older, I'm like, you know what? It's, it's hard to communicate with people that you want to, um, you know, suggest a, a healthier lifestyle by putting vegan ve- uh, vegetarian pescatarian those titles on them mm-hmm. it's like it it almost acts as a as a a way to discourage them right so that's like when i when i speak to people that i even do meal preps for i'm like okay you know i i don't work with animal products whatsoever so everything that i do for you will be completely plant-based mm-hmm but if you choose to eat something outside of that, that's completely up to you. I understand you're on a journey and these, me doing the meal prep story is just steps to, to becoming healthier instead of focusing on, okay, becoming completely meatless. Cause it's almost like as soon as you say meatless or you can't eat chicken or you can't, it's like, it almost becomes like a fear. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of people that are, are kind of looking at, you know, is this beyond meat, this meatless, this and plant-based this, they're like, what is it being made with then? And it like throws them off. And if I guess you're not knowledgeable about the vegan diet alternatives, you know, proteins and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's a very, it's, it's not as hard, I I guess, as people make it out to be, but if you don't really want to be a part of the journey, then there's no point of it because you really have to educate. It's all about education. It's just educating yourself. Really. The thing that gets me though, when people are like, oh, I, um, you know, I got a question, like what's, what makes up a, 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 a veggie meat patty or a meatless patty? I'm like, so hold on, let me ask you something. You don't, you're questioning plant-based stuff, but you're not questioning on the hormones that are that in being pumped into food. the meat. Right. You don't question all the spider silk that's in your, your juice, your Tropicana juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not, you don't question or look at no ingredients there. But as soon as somebody says, 
hey, try a meat this patty. Then all of a sudden, oh, what's in it? You know, I'm scared of those things. They're putting chemicals. I'm like, you think saying that I'm chemical all your life? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, that's literally 90% of your diet, beer chemicals. You're just buying, you're f- buying food off a road all the time and you're buying uh, food, uh, like as far as meat goes, all the meat that you're getting in the market are all being pumped with hormones. I'm sorry. Exactly. Break it, break it to the it, listeners. It, it, that, that's what it is. Realistically, that w- that's what it is. But to be fair um, and, and just to be objective, with a lot of people becoming vegan or, or vegetarian, mm-hmm. even with having meatless, like beyond the meat, mm-hmm. burgers or hot dogs, it's still, there's something, I, I, I did go through the list of the 16 letter chemicals that they have in there. Yeah. But well, that's, that's is, all preservative. It's all for them to preserve exactly. the meatless, quote unquote, uh, burgers or burger patties or nuggets or whatever the case is. As f- and even, um, you, is it St. Yves? Is that what it's called? The, Saint, the, uh, yes, he's yeah. Saint, yeah, yeah, yeah. They not necessarily. I'm not going to say because I haven't read the packaging yet, but I would imagine that the the way that they preserve it is to pump something in there. Like it's it's, it's being it's, it's being preserved and packaged, so it has there has to be things that they do uh, to these to these uh, products for in order for them to be you know um, have some sort of longevity to it because there are there are uh, vegan meats or um, quote unquote meats that you're able to freeze and there's there's mm-hmm. vegan butchers let's say and stuff like that that you're able to have all of this uh, alternative meat and protein meat available to you that Mm -hmm. you can use over a long period of time and freeze it. However, meat, there's, I don't, I don't know if it's just me. I might be, I don't know if I'm the only Jamaican home here, but my mom, my mom have her deep freezer. Uh, Um, meat for at least six to three people in a week. I don't know why she keeps so much meat in in, in another freezer, but she does. Generation, she does. It's it's just me. I swear, it's every Jamaican, all our Jamaican parents, that generation, everything's in the deep freeze. Yes, everything. Right down to um skeleton. I'm like, hold on. Them (laughs) have everything. Them never never go run out. Never. (laughs) You remember that blackout that happened like what over 15, almost maybe 20 years ago? That was 2004. I think that was was, it. 2004. Okay, so like 15 years ago, right? Mm Hmm nobody in my neighborhood because it was all caribbean like so your trini your guyanese your jamaican everybody when that happened everybody just went in their backyard started up the grill and just took <laughs> out the chicken from the deep freeze yes so when, yo, i remember when all the white people were like oh my god i can't like i got a little store and they're buying up this i'm, I'm just like what do you mean what everyone's just like we're just chilling in our backyard from yeah. guyanese Daddy in Jamaican, Grenadian, everyone's just like, no man, we have bully for me. Then, oh my <laughs> gosh! Well, that's what you gotta love about our people for sure. As much as you feel like, <laughs> as much as we all probably feel like, as you know, Caribbean children, we feel like our parents are hoarders, like very neat, <laughs> neat hoarders. They they have our back when when things are when things broke up, mess up the economies, exactly. mash up. They're like, listen, we we'll have the deep freezer, turn on the barbecue. That's so, it. Come over. <laughs> They're all good to go. I remember my mom had, um, we had a barrel and we had a barrel with the mesh top and we just threw like a newspaper and then boom. So you you can have the gas. As long as you can pick off a couple twig off of the tree. Yes. 
You have your file paper, you have fish in the, in the deep freeze, wrap it up, stuff it like a color loo. Right. Oh my gosh. This like, is you, all facts. You I thought I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only one. That is crazy. No, all of, a whole neighborhood. It was it was ridiculous. I was just like, wow. I remember sitting back like, like all these people are panicking. We're just like in our backyard. We're, like, chilling. And we're chilling. I'm like, yeah, my mom, everything's packed. We're set. Mm-hmm. But like to go back to the <laughs> to the um the chemicals in fast foods and um like you like you said, like preserveless meat or, or vegetarian options. Um, yeah, there are chemicals in there. I remember, you remember when A&W was just like one or two stores and now it's like widespread right. across Toronto. You can go anywhere and you can pick up an A&W Beyond Meat burger. And I, I remember when I started eating it, like I would have like one today and I'm like, okay, I feel good. This tastes good, whatever. And then like a couple of days later, my head would hurt me. I'm like, okay, so because so, it was a couple of days later, I'm like, okay, it's just it a regular head. Right? Yeah. It's not that. So you can't chalk it up to that. So I'm like, you know what? I don't mind binging on the burgers for a whole month. So let me just do it. <laughs> Gosh, let me tell you when my head, it bought me, it bought me, it bought me. I, I had like a wicked, massive headache, but I wanted to see it through. And I know this like sounds like I'm crazy to even do this because I'm clearly getting an effect from it. Mm-hmm. But I, I ended up having it for like 30 days. So for the month. Oh my gosh. I literally could not eat that thing again. Like months went by and I'm like, you know, let me try the burger. Tried it. My head hurt me again. So I think it was at that point. No, it was before then. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking up and seeing if anyone else notices the chemicals that are in the Beyond Meat Burger. Hey, it tastes great. It's a meat alternative, but there's things if you're just focusing on being a healthy person and having a healthy lifestyle, that's something you really have to consider. There's chemicals in everything. Absolutely. And that's something. Where are you at right now in your vegan journey as far as your your vegan meats and your, your alternatives and making sure that you have your proteins? Are you in a place where you make your own meats from scratch or your own proteins from scratch? Okay. Yes. I was, I started that way over a decade ago and I shocked myself of how a meat alternative could be so, like could, could taste so much like meat. Like I made, I made like an oxtail flavor gravy, I'd say flavor because mm-hmm. it's not really oxtail. I made an oxtail rice and peas for my, my, my boyfriend at the time. And I was, he was just like, well, Anne, are you this? <laughs> you really, <laughs> you really put this on the plate. <laughs> you nice. <stand> me. <laughs> he was shocked, and yeah. I was like, you know, I just like I made it from scratch. So from there, like now I can make like a vegan chicken from scratch. So I'll make it like on a Sunday, like today, mm-hmm. and I will meal prep and just have it. It can store in the fridge for about two weeks. You can right. push it to two weeks, but I I do that, and I don't always have that. I can go like weeks without making my own vegan meat but if i am lazy don't get me wrong i'm not gonna sit here and think and make people think like i'm some super oh don't eat this don't no i will pick up a saying i just throw it on (laughs) on the um on the stove Mm -hmm. and cut up some vegetables and make some noodles or some rice and make like a like a meatless or like a ground veggie rice fry rice 
Right. You know, if if I'm just like, okay, you know, I just don't want to make anything. Because I do have those times where I'm just like, oh, I'm just girl. like you're me. You're preaching because it's not it's not that easy and and what what I'm dealing with um, right now is because my daughter is absolutely not vegan in the slightest. However, she'll eat she will eat some of my vegan meals. However, I have mm-hmm. to be able to be able to you know still I've taught her how to cook, so now I don't have to worry anymore. Right. But I have to I I have to consider that you know meat still being cooked and I have to cook. So there's always double cooking happening all the time. So that's, that's definitely sometimes a headache sometimes. However, it's, it's still good because you're, you're still able to teach as you're going, um, not to have to worry about raising kids as a vegan and they're unable to provide for themselves. Right. So I think that that's definitely something I'm glad that I've overcome and she's the age that she is. But mm-hmm. I can say that when I was dealing with, you know, making my own vegan meats, it took me probably about, I'd say two years to be able to make uh, seitan. Seitan is the, oh, yes. is the vegan mix um, for meatless eaters or for vegan eaters uh, to the listeners. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so listeners, um, seitan is a mixture that us vegans will use in order to give us the sufficient amount of protein or, mm-hmm. or there's many different mixes and many different ways that different chefs and vegans eat it so mm-hmm. definitely youtube these things and and try to look these things up um leave a voice message for us uh during this episode to let us know if you have a question about it but seitan is the mix and seitan took me about two years for me to be able to make and be so comfortable with it i think the best thing that i've done so far um when i did first time for the first time make my vegan oxtail um mm-hmm. i froze like a loaf i made it like a loaf size Right, right. And yes, and then I froze it. I froze it. And that was like the best thing I could have done. And that was up to two months I froze it for. And I was able to make it with so many different meals. So I used it Mm -hmm. for, I used it for just a stew. I made a a stew peas and rice and all these types of, it was so nice. It was so nice to be able to use it that way, as opposed to be worrying about, I guess, meat regularly, you know, expiring or, or, it meat just goes away really fast if you're meeting it does it does you're eating it every two seconds and and my parents are very heavy meat eaters my stepdad makes Mm -hmm. meat every day tasha i'm not lying to you pork beef pork pork and some more pork and he's He's always, and now that it's summertime, he's, he's barbecuing, right? So oh, he probably lives in the backyard. Oh, he's always in the back. Every time I come there, he's always, every time I'm there, he's always in the backyard cooking. But as we know, our Caribbean parents cook for like the village, like for yeah. everybody. So they cook a lot of food. So I think that that's just a lot of meat to consume. And those types okay. of things bothered me growing up. Like I, I couldn't consume that much meat in like a week or in a couple days of constantly like you know the leftovers going back in the fridge and getting the rice and the chicken and then getting the rice and the beef and getting the rice and like it's too much it is too much i think that people really got to consider like when you look at um health Mm -hmm. just as we're getting older and looking at our parents generation and a lot of them struggle especially in the Caribbean community with diabetes Mm -hmm. and a whole heap of other health issues but diabetes is a main thing and a lot of them don't think that meat affects them but meat does not benefit your 
organs. It doesn't benefit your liver. It doesn't benefit your pancreas. It's, it's putting stress. And so they'll swear up and down that it makes us stronger. It, they swear up and down. I and mean, we can't take that away from them. But you see, as my mother would say, who, who can hear or always feel? She feel it <laughs> real hard. <laughs> real hard to the point where I had to get my friend who's like a herbalist to come in and sit down and like, okay, um, let's go through a couple of things with my mom because she's going through, or like she literally got diabetes. And he's like, you know, Miss Betty, this is what you have to do. Da, da, da. And she's changed. Like now I can say that she's good. She'll sit right. there and she like, instead of making rice and peas, she'll make like bulgur and peas. Like she looks at other alternatives. Right. But she'll, don't get me wrong. She'll eat her meat, but she understands that she cannot consume it mm-hmm. as much as she used to. Like you consume meat every single day and heavy meats. Like we always have as Caribbean people, we always have our oxtail, our curry goat, right our chicken foods, all like our our tribe like that that's regular daily meals for us so it's just like you you can't do that you're stressing your body i think people right. really have to take into account that they're stressing their body so when we're young we're up and about we're, we're not feeling it because our bodies are able to replenish and fix itself so quickly but as you get older your body naturally ages and then all of a sudden you might get the flu a couple more times in your life mm-hmm. <laughs> or in the year then before you're like, oh, I never used to get the flu. Now I get the flu. Or I never used to have allergies. Now allergies are, are broccoli. Right. Like now my joints, my joints hurt because you, you, you're too acidic. Your body's too acidic. And even with being um, a vegan, you also still have to be conscious of keeping your body in an acidic state. You want to have more alkaline-based foods, more plant-based foods and non-processed foods so that you can keep your body in a healthy state so that if disease or something as simple as a cold comes and invades your immune system, you can naturally fight it off without going to the doctor or having all the medicines, right? Exactly. And so I think I a larger, a larger part of it, like when I think um, the tough part I had when I did make the decision to become vegan, my mom, it took her about a year to accept it. You already know the cussing happens. I got cussed. I got told I'm, in, I'm a fool. What is wrong with me? I have to eat meat to survive. What's wrong with me? All of these types of things. And then when she started to understand that, you know, this is the decision that I made and she sees that I'm literally not eating meat, she then started feeling horrible. And then when I came over her house, she had stuff waiting for me. It made me feel so, so loved. And she'll like, she'll literally put stuff aside for me. She's like, Sash, I made some some Brussels sprouts and some stir fry. I put it aside. I didn't put any meat in there. I swear. I didn't use milk. Like, I love her. I love her. She, <laughs> she's the best now and she's very accepting of it and i think the other day i had made her um i don't know if you see my post i posted a chickpea salad i made i made one today so i i um i created a chickpea salad and it was completely um with the the vegan caesar recipe with cashews and stuff like that like it was completely vegan and my mom i i made her eat it i didn't tell her that i that i made it and like i you know it came from my kitchen none of this is store-bought we didn't use the caesar salad from the bottle all these things so she ate it she ate it and she ate the cashew parm and and all that stuff as well she's like oh my god what store did you get this from i'm like well (laughs) well well <laughs> so I feel like I don't I one thing I don't do I'm I'm sure you don't either you don't force veganism on anybody um that's, no. that's like the worst way to get someone to want to try the lifestyle or even just try a dish so I don't force it down my mom's throat at all I just kind of sometimes I trick her 
I don't mm-hmm. tell her it was meat. I just give it to her. And then she tells me mm-hmm. how it tastes. And then I'm like, you know, that was vegan. I kind of do that. The, and you know what? That's that's good. Like, I'm happy your mom was able to put aside something for you. Like, I love hearing stuff. Yeah, like I know. She, that it's, took a while, man. I would start. It, but don't you, like, you just feel like, oh, my gosh. Like, thank you, mommy. Like, I so appreciate it. It's almost like a weight has been lifted off of your shoulders. Mm-hmm when they come to that like okay you know what my child's doing this let, let's let's just try a thing let's yeah. try it because it's hard for that generation right it it's is. really hard it's it, they're very really they're very ignorant to it and i'm like mom just think about it this way i eat like a dread is that helpful she's like <laughs> she's like wait hold on but dread the rest of the tell. yeah i'm like i'm like okay sorry for that example but i'm like it's the best thing i can i can say She's like, so you eat like the monks. I'm like, no, monks still eat meat. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there's there's but no like, convincing her. There's yeah, but it, at least there's an effort, and that that's the the most you could ask for. Mm-hmm. It's the most you could ask for. But in terms of like forcing people, um, anyone that comes here, like to my place, they know that's what they're getting. Don't ask me for cook the meat. Don't. <laughs> Don't try right up yourself. And <laughs> I was compromising for the first year. I I was bad at doing that because I was still cooking meat for my friends, and I shouldn't have been. I should have just put my foot down and said, "This is what I'm doing." And if you guys don't support it when you come to my house, sorry. Like, <laughs> just, like, just to show you, my little brother, he had broken his foot, so he was staying with me for a while because it would allow him easier access because my apartment's not the biggest so he can hop from the couch to the kitchen basically mm-hmm. so i was like look i know you are a heavy meat eater but if me catch you i'll bring any meat in ya me a yoga fight right like it's gonna be world war three don't do it. how did that go was he scared <laughs> so he or did he just say okay oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> so at the most i was like okay you cook fish but you can only cook fish in one pot so I only right. gave him one pot to make his fish. And so when I, I wasn't here or I was out on the road, he was here and that's what he would do. And I would go and pick up a little groceries and stuff. But I actually got him to start drinking almond milk because I'm like, look, I can't have, I know, I know you're, you're here and I'm looking after you because you broke your foot. You're my brother. I love you. But certain things I just, I can't pack up in my fridge. Like it's right. just not going to happen. So I said, the fish is a compromise. And it was just like the little tuna fish he would just take, open it and that's it. It wasn't no big, heavy trout or nothing like that in my place. But I would, like, now he Well, that's like, fair. Yeah, Nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's wrong with that. No. Like, that at the most. But um, he now he drinks, like, coconut milk or almond milk. Like, he'll, he trusts the nut milks to the mm-hmm. point where that's what, that's all he drinks. So he cut out cow, cow's milk because I introduced Well, isn't it better flavored? I, I used to ask my daughter that if you don't want to try, because she's allergic to peanuts and we did her other test on her to make sure that she's not allergic to any other nut. So she started mm-hmm. to drink like almond milk and stuff like that. She's not allergic to it, but she says that nice. I must buy her the vanilla one. Like, That's what she prefers. Yeah, because there's some sort of flavor. I'm like, cow's milk doesn't have flavor. <laughs> like it's a, It doesn't. It's just milk. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I think it's a better alternative to have a nut milk like it, it just it tastes is. better it is I, I know me and my little sister we used to have um like we were heavy like if we had to have milk and cereal it was homo milk you know that thick thick milk mm-hmm. but 
a lot of that hormone milk it's it's made with um the lining of a cow like the mucus lining okay so that's what gives this thickness so i'm like why would you drink mucus like that's it, when really, you think about really weird i never like, knew that wow it's gross. it's mad gross but that's what i'm saying like when you're a meat eater you're not questioning everything what's going but as soon as people are like oh you eat healthy or you're vegan they want to skin up them fierce and be like oh but What's in it? I'm like, do you know what's in your homo milk? Yeah. Like <laughs> 2% milk? You know how many antibiotics they're in there? <laughs> like, I'm glad that you resort to cussing because. <laughs> I just have to turn off like, you're not questioning me about my things if you're not questioning what you are putting on your gut. Right. <laughs> Stop it. Go look for the back of your back Go read the package. Right. Go read the package. Like, I can cut like that with like friends and stuff, but my brothers are the same thing. Like anyone that comes from my family, they know they're not getting anything outside of plant-based um, mm-hmm. food. And they, they, the, my sister, she like, my, I just a lot of siblings that I have. <laughs> One of my sisters, she's very iffy. She be like, no, give me milk still. Me no, no, you're, no, you do. That's what she go on. She be like, you love me, I'm funny, funny things. You turn over there, so. Mm-hmm. But something she will, she definitely will consume. She'll have it. And my my older, my two older brothers, they're in their fifties, and they realize like, hey, we can't be consuming meat like that. And they're very active too. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like my brother, when he comes, he he works not too far from where I live, so he'll come and be like, Tasha, I want to come by. I feel so like drained, and I'll be like, no problem. So I'm making like a smoothie, and I'll be like, here, get your little pomegranate. Get some black maca. Some oh, that's maca, so nice. Okay. And some pineapple and mango, and then slipping some kale in there. Man, my brother's just like, yo, I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all of that flavor. When you're when right? you're in flavor is life. Flavor is life. Trust and, me. And everything just tastes so much better. It's not like it's. It's really sad that you know when some people do think in a, think about veganism or just thinking about uh, you know plant based diet that literally everything tastes like plants, boring, no seasoning, and it's, it's just, just there. Seasoning. It's not like that whatsoever, especially when you have a black vegan cooking for you straight up. Ah, uh, that's just bottom line. Because if yeah. you watch YouTube videos, you'd be like, oh, you just put a pinch of salt and a little black pepper, and I'm like, that's no, it? no. No, <laughs> that's not how it works. I think the but biggest thing is making it your own. Making it your own is, is I think, the best part of the vegan journey is creating is. all of these. Like, you're, you're looking at other recipes. You're definitely, you know, taking in other people's recipes, see what work for you. And then eventually it becomes your own and you start putting your own spices in there. You start thinking about what works better with other things and and you being a part of a certain kind of black culture depending on what country you're from your spices make sense but you're just not putting meat in it like like it's that simple i think it's just it's just that simple and going to traveling to trinidad often and Mm -hmm. and you know opening up some of my family's eyes to what what it looks like to to be a vegan like they they i'm very proud of them that they don't get stressed at me they don't like what do we cook for you so what do we do now like <laughs> the more, the more receptive the more they'll, open to they'll straight my husband my husband's uh family will 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 not cuss me they won't go crazy on me they always they're super inclusive sasha i made you this or can i make you this or like they're very open and it's very nice to 
be able to be in that sort of welcoming atmosphere as opposed to feeling that you're a burden when you Mm -hmm. go to someone's house and it's really not that serious. So I (laughs) had to open their eyes to the things that are vegan. I'm like, when you guys eat doubles, don't you realize that's vegan? It's not yeah, no right. no um no animal products are used in these things. Thank when you. you when you guys are making Dalpri and all of these types of things, like if you're uh, using milk, just use almond milk. Like it's that simple. It's you know, literally that simple. Yeah, but and, like their minds blown sometimes when they're like a <laughs> lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but I know that they're accommodating to you because that that's what helps mm-hmm. you with your journey. Like sometimes you, I know, like when I started, it was more like, man, again, this is just family. My friends all looked at me like, and we're like, Tash, you're just, you're written off. Like, I can't even talk to you. What do you mean you don't have to? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, what are you dealing with, fam? Like, well, I, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> my, my family, they're just, it was more like, I don't know what happened to you, you know, I'm a girl all out no good, but you, you just come out different. Like, you just feel like you're on your own. So when family members actually, like, accommodate, like, how your Trinidadian side and family is doing that for you, mm-hmm. kudos to them. It's just, when you think about, like, communal living and us as a people, we're very supportive with each other. But when it comes to this, we still have a ways to go. But I think, like, Black people overall in our community, I, I, I really think that we're striving more towards a healthier lifestyle so even the meat eaters realize they can't eat meat like that right. like there's so much information out there and even if our, our parents generation's not getting that information like they're not taking it in directly their kids are letting them know that you know this is this is something that you have to try mom or this is something you have to try dad it's only going to benefit your health and right. by then you know their, their bones are aching and joints start to pop and you know like there's there's a certain ailments that pop up and now there's things that you don't have to go to the doctor. Not to say I'm not discouraging anyone from going to the doctor. Please, listeners, not discouraging. Always mm-hmm. go to the doctor to check and get your yearly checks. But I don't encourage people to um, to constantly just jump and go to the doctor. Right. Like our grandparents didn't do that. Like mm-hmm. where my family's from, they're from the country and everything. You, you mostly had to fix it was yourself. Natural. Right? It was all natural. It was all natural. Mm-hmm. You you bunny look you you bunny your herb or you have your little bush tea and you know there was things that we did naturally and I think people stray away from that and and they forget that food is medicine right literally food is medicine and it's not just like don't think about the concept of food being medicine as you're sick you fix yourself with food not not just in that aspect that's one but it's also about maintaining your body about maintaining your health so that you're it's more of a preventative um, measure. Like you don't take in such heavy meats, you won't worry about being sick or getting a disease or getting cancer, mm-hmm. or you long to do your your monthly detoxes or daily detoxes. Chemicals can get into our bodies because our foods are being pushed or pumped with so much, even right down to vegetables. So detoxing is is something that that's something that we have to take up as a practice because these chemicals can sit in your body for years and then all of a sudden, boom, you have cancer. It's like, I have cancer, but I'm a vegan or I'm a vegetarian, but... Yeah, how did this happen? Yeah, because people will be like, oh, I know vegans and vegetarians that have cancer. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm I'm foolishness. (laughs) I was going to do something else. But yeah, you can still have foolishness. You can be out there, like when I did my 30 days of of Beyond Meat at A&W and got headaches. 
There's right. still chemicals in it. Don't get caught up with veganism and vegetarianism as being, oh, it's a healthy lifestyle when you're eating burgers and fries because that's be- vegan. You can have French fries. French fries are vegan, but they're deep fried and they're starchy, which starch turns into sugar and then all of a sudden you're contributing to your, your diabetes, right? So those things we have to take into an account when it comes to health. That's why I try and focus on health so people don't get caught up with the titles and then they want to associate health with, with veganism. But today, nowadays, you can be vegan and be extremely unhealthy. Absolutely. And I totally agree. I, I think that it's, it's just a thought that we all need to make sure that we consider if, if you are trying to become vegan or you just want to learn more about being vegan. It's, it's, it's honestly just the best thing to do is research. And it, the, a part of that research is asking family and friends or asking a fellow uh, of, uh, vegan, just ask somebody who's a friend that might be vegan or you think may be vegan and know the differences because yes, there is the textbook definition of being vegan vegetarian and pescatarian but what does the lifestyle entail and that's what is important to understand so if if you know you listeners are considering going vegan or considering um you know just adjusting your diet even just being vegetarian or pescatarian do your research Mm -hmm. first and and make sure that it is something that you can handle because definitely if it's not something that you know you consider when if you're not a cook if you're not somebody you don't need to be a chef for this to be successful but if you don't cook at all, you perhaps 80%, I feel, would not be successful with your lifestyle change because you need to do things for yourself and you need to create your own customized diet uh, when it comes to veganism, pescatarianism, and, and, and just making sure that you understand what you're putting in your body because that's what the, the end goal is. We're just trying not to have all these chemicals inside of us at the end of the day. That's it. That's you. You literally hit the nail on the head. It's you don't want all these chemicals in your body because this is what creates imbalances and sickness and disease in our bodies mm-hmm. and cuts our lifespan down tremendously. Like a lot of our elders are dying of diabetes or dying of cancer. Like my dad, he died of cancer. And mm-hmm. the funny thing with him, he was a huge drinker and a huge smoker because it was lung cancer that he got, but he was so into his herbs and, and cooking everything from scratch. Like I got a lot of my cooking skills from him mm-hmm. because he constantly had us in the kitchen as, as children, me and my younger sister. And my grandfather had a farm. So being back home, he would show us like how to plant certain vegetables <clears throat> and he would bring home like we, we were cutting chickens and everything then right killing cows and stuff and he was teaching us that but that was my foundation when it came to um food was the two most important men in my life were my grandfather always and then my father right but my grandfather thought like the natural from the, the the ground from the earth and then my father was like yeah so you know, make sure you cook with your little seasoning and put this and you have your scotch bonnet pepper and like he was more <laughs> the cooking aspect right but um he he died of cancer although he was into his herbs and taking his tonics and all of that but he died of cancer because he was still putting chemicals in his body right. you just you just result to that right so that's why i focus that and i don't i tell people don't get caught up into too much into the titles or vegans because you're associated with health today's day and age vegan can be extremely unhealthy 
It's just absolutely vegan. Vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy. It does not. And I tell, and I tell many people that, that are like, you know, ever questioning, you know, Sasha, you haven't lost like, you know, 30, 40 pounds since you've been vegan. I'm like, that's not what my goal was. So I wasn't trying to lose weight. That's not what it's about. (laughs) It's not a weight loss journey. That's not what veganism Mm -hmm. is. Um, You can eat tons of flour and rice and pastas when you're vegan. And you just have to know being a vegan, you have to be balanced. You have to balance your diet out. Mm -hmm. And if it's plant-based, let it be plant-based. Usually eat your plants and, you know, um, prepare your plants to be tasty and you know so delectable that it's something that you want to constantly be intaking. It it just works that way. Exactly. Like you can have your plantain when it comes to more our our Caribbean foods. You can have your plantain but cook it in olive oil. Right. Yeah. Right. Little Don't changes like that. Little changes like that exactly. are are bigger changes uh, amongst the the changes that you need to make within your diet when you're trying to stay away exactly. from being unhealthy. Absolutely. Because and canola, vegetable oil, those type of oils, they can clog your arteries, but olive oil just runs through your body. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about the congestion of your, your heart. And then even with that, don't try and cook with too much oil. Oh, let's not. Let's not go there. Caribbean people <laughs> and their oil. A lot of them, listen... That's another discussion on its own entirely. And just just switching gears to speaking on your cooking brand. Um, I just want you to just let us know where did uh, you know Asat VIP come from as far as like just I've I've looked at some of your your cooking and just presentation. Absolutely beautiful, Mama. I love it. I love it. And and I think it's it's super important to have like amazing presentation when you're trying to like you know yes entice your clients but still it becomes an art and you look and you some of us don't look at ourselves as creatives it when you cook and when you're constantly just making sure that you're putting the right things in your body but your presentation even though it's just you eating it you know your presentation (laughs) is everything it's everything present because people especially that's why i like I like cooking and posting because I I always get people like yo when when can I come over can we set up an appointment like y'all go cook with me now <laughs> same I love it I love when people do see the cooking and they see the yeah they see it and then you tell them it's vegan because people so a lot of people don't look at the fact that a it's a recipe mm-hmm. they'll be just like oh so may I come over tomorrow yeah y'all go cook <laughs> the breakfast lunch and dinner and brunch in between <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I, I like that because I, I want people to see that, yes, the food looks good, but it's also healthy. Like, I'm not posting um, junk food in that sense on, on, my, on my, uh, my page. And the only reason it looks good is because I, I love, you know, and you just have like a natural passion. I'm very creative in that sense. I, I, I like to paint. I like to draw and things like that. So to me, that's my canvas on that plate. Right. That's where that comes from. So when people see and I'm just like, yeah, come, I can, I can cook a meal for you. And my drive there is you can come and I'll cook something for you. And you'll just be like, I ate healthy and it tastes good and it looked good pan top of it. Right. These are, these are like, not things that everyone can hit. <laughs> it, it's not, but, but you know what? They, they appreciate it. And I, I think it's just me as a person. I enjoy knowing that I'm making something that will improve your life right that that's like my drive that helps me like 
I wonder who this can help today. Like that's always in the back of my mind. Like who can I help today? I don't know who's going to contact me. I don't know besides outside of people that I do meals for, Mm -hmm. but I don't know who's going to contact me and be like, you know what, I'm going to try this recipe or or people responding like I did try it and they were blown away. That something so simple. So, so good. What, and so what do you, what does your brand focus on as far as like, um, is it mains? Is it desserts? Do you do smoothies? Like what, what is it that you focus on? I focus on mostly mains. I like, but in terms of like, in terms of the people that I already cook for, it's mostly mains dinners that mm-hmm. they want. Um, very few people want breakfast because a lot of people just get up and go a lot of people actually skip breakfast which is like not a thing you should do but you have to listen to your body it doesn't affect everybody because not everyone's the same um but i focus on means i that that is where i thrive better in terms of having more creativity Mm -hmm. so when someone says they want dinner or they're like hey can you prep me some meals for next weekend um, I'm just like, yeah, sure, I could do that. But I just find I have more creative space when it comes to to mains compared to like appetizers. But I do do everything. I do everything, but my focus is actually mains. Right. Okay. And when do, do you find yourself um, when you do get your orders um, for meal prepping? Do you find that a lot of your your clients are asking you to go outside of your scope as far as like, okay, I haven't tried this. I'm not I'm not vegan, but I want to try this this vegan uh, lifestyle. Do I? I want to try this, but can you also make this? Like, do you find them requesting things outside of the scope or your menu a lot? Um, I always like to have people let me know what it is that they like and dislike. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do like a little, not survey, but a little questionnaire. So first I need to know if you're allergic to anything because I don't want to make or add something extra that you may be allergic to. So that that's the number one for me. Um, outside of that, your likes and your dislikes. Like how your daughter has a peanut allergy, I would definitely want to know that. Mm-hmm. Like the, and see what other alternatives that are available for her, um, either likes or dislikes. Because some people, like I, I use um, like more for say my my vegan cheesecakes. That's cashew base. Some people don't like cashews, but I can use I can make vegan cheesecake from tofu. But then tofu is is processed, so I don't like to do that. But people do ask for that, mm-hmm. so I can do it. But I I personally like that wouldn't be something I offer to you because I know tofu is a processed uh, plant-based alternative. Okay. So I, I always try and let people know that, like, if you want to just focus on health, then this is what I recommend for health. But if you want to stick to what you've attempted yourself already, I can rock with that too. Okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and just, just understanding, um, you know, this is the client base that you have um, that are willing to, you know, go vegan or try the vegan diet now with your personal journey and understanding and and um you know it having a it having being a part of your life personally and also you know just physically making sure that you're you're keeping up with this diet because it's beneficial to you um is there any i guess tips and tricks that you want to i guess give out to the listeners to let them know what they can expect if they did want to if they do decide to be a vegan or try the diet, is there any advice that you can give them? Um, I personally, if you're looking from a health perspective, 
I would study um, Dr. Sebi in terms of if you're looking more from a health aspect, like if you, you want to get rid of a disease or if you want to just be healthier because you have some ailments that you want to get rid of. My source for that would be Dr. Sebi or Dr. Leila Africa, who recently passed, by the way. Um, rest in power to that elder. But uh, that those are two main sources when it comes to health. Uh, someone I would recommend in terms of um, health for women specifically, uh, Chef Aki. She is plant-based and she lives in Atlanta, but she's uh, some something, sorry, she focuses on like fibroid health mm-hmm. and meals that you can prepare for your body as a female to get rid of fibroids or um, cysts, things like that. So when it comes from a health aspect that's plant-based, those people I would recommend. Tips and tricks just for you just want to try and, and start your vegan journey. Um, one thing is Satan will be your friend, which is not gluten-friendly for anyone that has gluten allergies. Unfortunately, that uh, that's not an alternative for you. But for the people that are not allergic to gluten, vital wheat gluten, which it, you make it into your, your mock meat, um, that's a number one staple that will be part of your household. Right. Uh, incorporating, if you want to start slower with like smoothies, one thing, it might sound gross, but it actually tastes amazing if you just get like plant-based milk and like black beans. If you, you're worried about your protein, you can get a lot of protein from beans. You literally take like a quarter cup of black beans and some plant-based milk and you can mix like coke, add some cocoa powder or you can add um, dark vegan chocolate as well because that's healthier um, or even just your regular mangoes, pineapple, um, avocado, put them all together and you'll have the wickedest smoothie ever <laughs> and you're still getting the protein. Like it's... That's it's dope. There you have it, folks. You're getting a recipe like boom right there on the air. <laughs> That's it. Like, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's a literal smoothie like milkshake and you're getting a whole bunch of nutrients, including your protein. Cause a lot of people are worried about their protein intake when it comes to veganism. Like you're getting protein. Don't let no one trick you get, you can mix your, get your protein from your kale. A lot of leafy dark greens are especially important. Um, and, and beans, you can literally put them in your shake. Like, don't be scared. Try it. You will not regret it. Okay. And keep, um, especially one thing I will say, keep a stack of spices. Like I have a whole cupboard that's dedicated to spices from like every island, especially because we're of Caribbean background that you have your jerk seasoning. You can still not miss out on vegan or uh, sorry, miss out on your Caribbean diet. Sorry, you you will not miss out on your Caribbean diet because there's so many things within a Caribbean diet that's vegan. Like you mentioned earlier, doubles, mm-hmm. like that's vegan, and it's such a staple within Trinidadian culture that and everybody loves it. No matter what island you come from, everyone knows a doubles, right? And enjoys doubles, and it's vegan. And if you cook it in a better oil, you're you're more golden. Um, our aki, if you're pes- you're you're moving from um meat eaters to being a pescatarian to being vegan or transitioning your aki and selfish you don't want to have aki and selfish you can have um aki and butter bean right cut up your onions your red onions your tomatoes the same way you would cook it 
take out the sawfish and add butter bean. That's all. That simple. Exactly. That, that's it. One ingredient. Cook it up the same way your parents would do it. Same seasonings. Just take out that. Take out the fish. Add the butter bean. Mm-hmm. You're good. So you still can can enjoy your Caribbean diet. It's just you're focusing more on the the more plant based aspects. Yeah. So the message the message essentially tonight is just not don't think about veganism as you giving up just think about it as as doing alternatives that's all you're not giving up anything you're just literally switching things out uh for uh, for the healthier choice simple so i i know that um it's a lot of great of great advice has been shared but i i want um to make sure that you know that you listeners are able to connect with with Tasha as far as uh, you know the veganism lifestyle goes and also her cooking brand as well in meal prepping so we'll make sure that we have those links and clickable content available to you guys in the episode description but uh, we're going to make sure that we uh, we keep you guys connected anyway but we're shifting off into the open up portion of the episode so this open up portion is is a audience submitted question on a hot topic so audience submitted question that came for you tasha the the listener wanted to know what activity calms you the most (laughs) god that's me think a trick question that knows what causes me the most so i can't say that on air well but, that might be for another show if it's what i'm thinking that's another show girl talk is coming in the summary all so <laughs> stay tuned you guys will know what really comes her but for the pg-13s right now what is it <laughs> honestly i don't know if you guys know the universal tone the arm it's just literally a, a hum. Mm-hmm. It's like the hum of the universe. I'll play that at nighttime, run some incense, specifically sage, uh, when I get home and put on some like super cool chill music, like some old school Barris. What can you do to stop a man from trying? Like that's my, my okay. vibe. Sage, my hum, my arm, my arm, my arm tone and then when i want to just turn it up a bit it's embarrassed okay and chill outside of that i'll smoke <laughs> but the, besides that well that that's category. universal it's very yeah, universal that, <laughs> that activity the board. Rasta, rasta, rasta. <laughs> <laughs> okay well um, i love i love that for well i don't I'm, I'm sorry are you dating right now married no nobody wants to date a vegan um Mm-mm. So I heard, but they're lying. They're lying to you. See, that's the thing. They just don't deserve you yet. That's all. I, I, Max, let me tell you, I remember I tried um, dating apps. Like one summer I was like, you know what? Let's just put myself out there and see what happens. (laughs) People, like men, literally would just want to talk to me and ask me why I'm vegan. I'm, it makes no sense for you to be vegan. What do you have against me? It was literally like an attack. Blocked. <laughs> like, and it was, uh, that's all I was doing. I was literally blocking, blocking, blocking. And for the men that actually took some interest and in, they, at least they seemed like they wanted to take interest. Mm-hmm. It was like, they were still mind blown. Like, I, I can't like, I look at you and I'm like, how are you? Ve-? Like, it's almost like it was like a disgust. So I'm like, you know, I may not have time for no. So I didn't say that you have to be vegan, sir. I said, I'm vegan. Let's no, move on. 
I didn't no, ask for you to cook for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, for me, I need someone at, that is vegan or is pescatarian at the most. Yeah. Like I can't, I can't, because it was a health issue as to why I can't process meat. So I can't have meat in my home to mm-hmm. that extent because it's a compromise on, on my body, on my, on my health. So I, I literally can't. So men don't understand that. You know, I was biting my fingers. I'm scared that I would never get married because I was like, nobody's going to accept me for being vegan. I'm like, if I don't find a vegan man, it's going to be a problem. And luckily my husband was nice enough. Thank you, Arnold. Love you. But <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Trust me, Sasha, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. And I'm not bending on something that I've studied and researched for over, what, 20 years now because I was in the the hospital system, in and out of the hospital so much, Mm -hmm. right, growing up. So I'm just like, you know what, at this age, I'm not compromising on health in that aspect. I want someone that is grounded in herbs. They know their herbs. Like if they say, Tasho, you, you catching a fever or whatever, they'll know what to mix or put together what concoction to mix and come serve me with tea or serve me with a smoothie that has like a broccoli smoothie. If you feel, if you hear me sneezing, I'll be like, hmm, get this. <laughs> That's the, the treatment that I want. And, and I just, I can't, I can't bend on it. So if me get all and gray hair, take up my front or so it go. Well, if I don't find a You will. <laughs> come on. You will. You it's will. Hard. You can't just, it's when we sit and think about it so hard, that's when they don't come. True. Somebody's out there, but yeah, I, I, I need someone that's, that's grounded in their, their health. They just, they know herbs, they know the benefits. I've, I've had men like, oh, I'll turn vegan free. I'm like, don't do that. Because as soon as I turn my back, yeah, now I'm chicken. And then we have to lick your last year. Like I can't. I'm mad militant. That should just be put out. I'm mad militant when it comes to, to health and being I'm very militant. So yeah, somebody has to 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 be on their P's and Q's that I don't have to do that for them. And I don't want to baby anybody. I don't want to teach. As much as I'll teach clients and help clients, I don't want my partner to be that way. I want to be able for us to bounce ideas off of each other. Like, oh, I heard about this herb or really, what does it do? Like, I'm always learning. Like, I like that yeah. aspect. And it's, I, had a, I had a friend that was like pushing it way too much with, uh, with her then boyfriend. I felt actually mm-hmm. very bad for the young man, felt very bad for him because oh, no, she no. basically um, gave him ultimatums. If Because he was vegetarian. His whole life he's been vegetarian. But he oh. was totally fine with her being vegan. But she basically, she was forcing it on him. So it was like, it was like, um, if you cook in my pans, throw them out, like made it very like hurtful for him to even be in the kitchen. Like it was making him stressed. I felt so bad for him. So it was, it was too much. It was too much. And just, um, I can't be with somebody like, like little thing, little things like, oh, your sperm won't be healthy if you're not vegan. Like, it's just terrible. To well, think the, the, honestly, Sash, I'm not even going to lie. on him, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Right down to your sperm, it's important. It, it is, is important. Like, absolutely is. important. But I think that she was pushing it to the point where I don't think that it was about that. It was 
a very big controlling thing. So yeah. it, it was just a part I mean, of the control. But I understand what she means. If if you're not vegan and that's what you that that's what you believe and you want to be with somebody who is vegan and you believe that their sperm is healthier than somebody who's a meat eater, all all the kudos to you. Just whatever. <laughs> but it's all up to you. You have your preference. That definitely have your preference. I just um if if my man was a vegetarian, that means he ate eggs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that still affects me. So I'm just like, yeah. I can't do it. But in her situation, I would, I just wouldn't even pick up somebody who, who, who if they told me, because that's going to be something that I discuss off the bat. I'm not going to hold back on our first date or wait a couple dates in. Don't stress him. I'm like, no. Maybe this might, m- might change your mind. She was a meat eater. Their mm-hmm. most, most of their relationship and became vegan the last two years of their relationship. No. So that's then not fair. That's, that's not, not fair. fair. Yeah, that's, not, that's fair. not fair. So and and, yeah. and that see that that's the thing. And and for her, if if that was such a big um compromise for her, mm-hmm. then I would I would have definitely just exited out of the relationship because things can change. Part of, 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 you can look at your partner as the forever and that's always the intent when you you choose someone and you're like this is my forever person but i think we we always have to make room that you know your partner is going to change in certain aspects and are you able to adapt to those changes right especially when it comes to consumption of food because then um like in my situation i'm concerned that my kids could get my condition so i do need a partner that will keep up on the diet because if they come out the same way mm-hmm. we got to be on our p's and q's because something so simple as getting in a little bit of beef broth can send them to the hospital right right so i need a partner that i can rely on in that sense so for her it was that much of a compromise and and she was a meat both of them were and and she changed and she didn't like the fact that he wouldn't change. He has to do that in his own time because he has to see the benefit of doing so. You can't force that on yeah. your partner. And, the, you know? and that's a larger part of a lot of why, you know, a lot of couples, uh, you know, split from each other based on a diet because it's one person believes so heavily about what it means um, for animal cruelty and not wanting to be a part of the stream of eating animals or consuming animals in any way. Mm-hmm. And what the other person is like, nope, meat, meat, meat all day. It just, it, it could cause an issue. But if there's a balance mm-hmm. and an understanding, like, listen, I'm cooking. I'm going to cook my food. I will gladly eat some of yours as well, uh, vegan-wise. Um, I, think, I think that that's a special kind of connection. But if you do have somebody who is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a meat eater, but you're not, and you're completely vegan, that's a balance that you guys are going to have to accept within each other. And if it's not, exactly. you, like, don't, don't drag each other on, don't lead each other on with it. Exactly. You have to, cause that, that is a break. That is a, a breaking point in a relationship. If you guys decide to be with one another and you know, it's such a opposite sides of the track type of diet. Uh-huh. And at the end of the day, you guys are living together. Like it's going to become a problem. It will. And it will. You have to recognize that you do. You do. You you and and I think especially when it comes to like me not having any children of my own, um, I'm always constantly thinking like, okay, the partner that I would have, we need to be balanced in the sense that we can both provide nutrition, nutritious meals. Like my for me, a number one 
is my partner has to know how to cook. I'm not saying he has to be a chef, but mm-hmm. you cannot be bunning water and you cannot be bunning rice in my kitchen. Like that. Can't I still happen. have not met somebody who's bun water, but apparently that's a thing. <laughs> possible. Apparently that's a thing. Okay, I I know. <laughs> you can't bun water. That does. You have to be kitchen illiterate, food literate. You need to know at least how to cook. Because if I'm sick, I think about from this perspective, if I'm sick, anything can happen to me. The last thing I would want is my partner like, mommy's sick, she can't cook, so I'm going to go get you McDonald's. That that can't happen. Yeah, I need my husband to be like, you know what? Okay, mommy's sick. Um, I'm going to make you guys dinner. And you know how to cut vegetables without chopping your fingers off. You, like, this basic things just to make sure that the children are getting the nutritious meals that they're supposed to be getting because they're children and they're growing, right? right. But outside of that, um, I'm not expecting him to be a chef. No, I don't want you to design plates like me. If you could, great. But that's not my base. My basis is always health first. Right. And if if that's something that you can, you know, implement into your, into your relationship and have that understanding, that is the relationship for you. And I throw it up in the universe, Tasha, you will find it. So you don't worry. You are going to find that man and he is going to come to you and he is going to like air walk to you. Okay. It's going to be beautiful. I'm, I'm imagining it for you right now. It's going to happen. So you need not worry, my girl. And when you think about me, this makes me a shot. You know what? A shot, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Did I not like beat the odds? I thought I was going to marry a short man or like be with a short man. And he's like twice my size. It's amazing. <laughs> Lovely. Were you like looking up at him? Yeah. Listen, I got. On another note, I'm going to show you some of our wedding, our our wedding evening picture, our reception pictures. Dancing with him was the most hilarious oh, thing I've ever seen because nobody was like giggling on the side, like watching us dance. Like I literally had to like climb. Oh. To like I love just it. just hug his neck. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but shout out to all the short dudes. Like I was a, definitely a short man dater. Oh yes, I, I definitely did that. And now mm-hmm. I'm just saying, no, I don't. I'm mean, gonna want it again because no phone will have Napoleon syndrome and want to mismanage woman just because she found it. Go sit down. Why? Go start up. Go sit down. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah. Yeah, they, they shout, shout and, out to shout out to the good short men. There's good short, the good men. short men. The ones that, that appreciate their own shortness. Don't they always shout have a face them. though? Their face is like <laughs> absolutely gorgeous and will throw you off sometimes. I'm just saying. No, I'm just, just like, saying. Yeah, I could just make you a couple inches taller, but I'll still date you. And you know what? <laughs> a lot of them I I I'll have because personalities attract me. Like if you have if you're short, you gotta have like that big personality. Which yeah, you have that tall man personality. That's exactly. that's what we see. That's what we see. That's why you were a short man dater because you had a tall man's personality. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's it. That is pretty much <laughs> nothing wrong with us. Don't worry. <laughs> Shout out to all the short dudes. I'll definitely give you a chance. If you can be talking, but if you say you're a vegan, like you have my heart right now. <laughs> Listen, we have some lives coming up for S. Radio. We have some lives coming up and we will be doing some online dating. So you guys wait for that. Oh, oh Listen, gosh. It's happening. It's going to happen. It's- it has to be this summer. <laughs> this summer. Me so I hope that you guys um 
you know, you guys did grab so many, you know, pieces of advice and just tips and tricks and tidbits all from Tasha and being able to share with us about, you know, her cooking brand and, you know, being vegan versus pescatarian and just understanding the different terminologies that, you know, we're constantly hearing in the world these days and just understanding that it's a lifestyle entirely. So I'm hoping that, you know, you guys did grab something from this episode and you're, you're able to, you know, move on with, uh, whether or not you want to take on the lifestyle or just research it and just have it be a part of your your daily life or your new diet, hopefully. So, so what I do want to ask you um, before we wrap up, what can the guests expect from you and where can we find you? You can find me right now just on Instagram at a sat VIP. Um, my next, well, I had some things in the work for this year but covid really mashed me up yes we couldn't interact with nobody so yeah halloween get mashed up so so it 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 did scale back my plans but um i'm mostly focusing on creating a product that i can sell that's healthy but accessible and easy because a lot of people want that ease and i think one thing that covid has taught us is that a lot of people don't like to cook and with that a lot of people who are vegan and meal preppers like shout out to melanated vegan amazing cook um check out her page as well she people don't like to cook and they they need people that can pr- uh, prepare meals for them and that's something i provide as well um mm-hmm. so you guys can always dm me and ask questions or inquire um COVID really showed its colors with people and a lot of people don't like to cook so they need something that's fast and efficient and quick not just for themselves but for their children especially if you're a single mom and and you're running like you know a five kid household or even three kids one kid alone is enough (laughs) right absolutely they they need you want to think of things that that can help them uh, make you efficient as a mom but at the same time you don't want to slack on the nutrition for your children so I'm, I'm working on something that uh can aid to our community in that way okay dope and we'll make sure again listeners that the clickable content is available for you in the episode description to be able to connect with with Tasha and and her brand as well as just getting some advice if you need it um being vegan and you can listen to uh, some other episodes that I have as well where I speak about being vegan and and just the the tough parts about you know, the support with your family and just making the transition. So you you have a whole bunch of, you know, different things that you guys can, you know, look into YouTube it, Google it, whatever you got to do, but make sure you're that you're informed and never listen to the cliches or believe the cliches that being Uh, is healthier. You have to know that balance for yourself. Exactly. That's so key. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time out, Tasha, being on the show and just supporting the platform. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Like, no, I appreciate, I love what you're doing. This is like great. And just thank you. <laughs> thank you for allowing me to come on here and share my experiences. Cause I think conversations like this are so important. Absolutely. For our families. For our families it's so, so important. Because yes. things are changing. The, like People really need to keep up on like agricultural laws and foods that are not going to be available to us because of food shortages around the world or technically what governments around the world want to restrict from people. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other conversation. But um, 
you really have to look at alternatives because the meat industry is taking a hit. And a lot of companies that are meat production companies are looking to alternatives um, because they're, they're, they're getting, they're getting hit financially. And you know, for the way economics works, it's always about money. So if they see that the money's not coming in as much because a disease like COVID causes um, meat production to be to be infected, therefore infecting the people, then there's going to be alternatives. So I really think people should really open their minds to other alternatives because meat is is going to become limited. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And and I hope that they're the alternatives um, that people do choose to use are the ones that are healthy for you. And, and, you know, we all focus on what's healthier for ourselves and the next generation and it becomes a generational thing. Health, we need health. That's all we need. Health. Health is wealth. That's the most valuable is your body, your one and only body. Right. Yeah. One and only life and one and only body. You have to maintain it. Exactly. And I'm I'm hoping for the listeners that didn't understand any pato that we might have been speaking. I apologize. But if you need translation, leave a voicemail. I got you. <laughs> Whew, that episode was a mouthful. Thank you so much for listening. If you're all the way at the end and you're hearing this. Thank you so much, listeners, for taking in all of the great advice that Tasha had to share with us, as well as all the jokes, plenty of patois, and all of that that was spoken in the episode. I do appreciate you guys rocking with us. And again, Tasha, thank you so much for joining us here at Estat Radio. I also want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Estat Radio Podcast and join our Facebook group for the latest updates on episodes and guests and their contact information. If you have a question, you can submit comments under the episode on the podcast platform that you're listening to. You also have the option to leave us a digital voice message through our Anchor platform. All followable links and clickable content are provided in our episode description. And if you like the content that you're hearing, support our podcast by clicking the link in our description to support our show by providing a small donation to keep us going. Thank you for rocking with us and tune in next week and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Peace. Star Radio.